When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gentlemen, before we get going, is there any metrosexual conversations the two of you want to get out of your system <laughs> no thank you I want to get back to uh, who would play Jack Reacher in a, a film which rugby player would I, I think I'm clear in saying Nathan Budget now <laughs> <laughs> okay well guys eyes down heads in the game let's do it alright hands in on three pod one two three pod, pod. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast as we move ever closer to the start of the season. It cannot come soon enough. We've had some sevens, that's great. But come on, we want the real deal. I'm Tim, JB's here. Hi Tim. And Phil's here. Hi Tim. And we, we, we also have a, a guest in the Egg Chasers International Rugby HQ at the minute. And um, me and Phil have a theory that JB's just brought along someone to laugh at all his jokes. <laughs> uh, his mate from his fellow North Walian pedder. Hi guys. You're right, Ped. So you're only allowed to stay if you are not going to be that uh, that guy that that canned laughter for Jay. Is that all right? <laughs> all right, deal. Listen, before we get going, I just want to say this: um, something I didn't say last week, uh, and I want to say uh, the little Vine video we made and the observation that we made when we were watching the Super Rugby final of our Vine, our Vine, yeah, of of the New South Wales Waratahs being, and I, I bet you will have seen it. I reckon everybody in the whole rugby world has seen this. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, Even the ob- people not in the rugby world have exactly. seen it. The observation that doesn't work very well when you try and use Magna's cider in a champagne fashion and um, the Vine video, it's current, It's just gone past half a million views. <laughs> wow. <laughs> half a million views. The thing is, we got no credit for that because we've had 312 retweets of it. <laughs> so that I'm, I make that 499,788 times it's been viewed because other people have stolen it. So someone's going to pay for this. So thank you, BuzzFeed. Thank you very much, Dylan Hartley and fellow international players. Thank you very much... Paddy Power and all the other people that stole it. Justice for egg chasers, that's what we want. Yeah. Right. I've got on hunger strike, but it's too much effort. <laughs> now, today's podcast is an exciting one. Um, it's going to be very stash heavy. I hope that's all right with everyone. Mm. Oh, yes. We'll we talk love... more about stash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about the, the Women's Rugby World Cup if you want. Oh. Uh, I'd, I'd happily talk about that. That was a yeah. great game in Ireland, New Zealand midweek. Yeah. yeah, not so much for me, thanks. This, I don't want to sound patronising when I say this, because I don't mean it in a patronising way. It's been really good rugby. I really like the, the close games. Like, if you watched the highlights or, or the full game, Island New Zealand, that was a fantastic game. But there's a bit too much disparity. Like, England have played two games and won by 60-plus and 80-plus, whatever it was. I, I was very impressed by the England team. I mean, I, last time I watched women's rugby, as like a, a two-minute section on the rugby club, uh, Sky's, Sky's Rugby Club, about... 12 years ago and they looked like watching under 12 boys they were well overweight under 12 boys they were rubbish <laughs> uh, but actually watching this World Cup they looked really really good yeah. um, but there's a little bit too much oh it's uh, you know also you know PC and right on to be discussing uh, women's uh, women's rugby so uh, I'm going to leave it thanks <laughs> <laughs> I think we're not getting enough I think we should get more than just the rugby I want to hear post-match interviews like, I want, I want the female honey badger to emerge. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear about the sessions that they have, because I bet you... What, what kind the of women, sessions? The, 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 right. the, women's, the women's rugby teams that I remember from university were wild. They were yeah. wild. Yeah, they were. A few glasses of Prosecco down them. Yeah, and they didn't leave me with a particular... Mind you, no student uh, playing rugby body kind of makes me think, you know, think highly of... Uh, 
rugby, so it doesn't you know it, it doesn't really matter. I was oh, no, say that. Some and, some of like the, the top level booster rugby is like a good standard. Yeah, but if you talk about like Manchester Met or oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Down at like tier five of the stu- student <laughs> yeah. north tier five. Well, but, but to be fair, I played in the the booster premiership. The rugby on the field was good, and I played with a lot of players that have gone on to play at a really high level. Joe Alab, who played at Toulon, and James Hudson at Gloucester, and Nick Rouse at London Irish, and um, Rob Higgett, who played for Scarlets and Worcester and Bristol. You're not the only one here that's played with Rob Higgett. Really? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, Pedder, is this you? That's me. Yes. Oh, what can you tell us about Rob Higgett? Um, didn't no. like didn't like drinking. No, he didn't. He was a very straight-laced fella. Mm, bit boring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Very rugby player, mate. Uh, Pedro played in the famous game where I think is it Flanethley came up to um, came up to uh, Rithin and uh, got beaten. All those players played, but at the same time, with that same bunch of lads, we every time Rock DJ by Robbie Williams came on in the Students' Union on a Wednesday night, the whole rugby squad had to take all their clothes off. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? I think that's that's the sort of, um, that's what you get with student rugby, isn't it? Well, exactly. me, me and Peds played in the same team at Lancaster University. And we had a thing for, uh, I think it was Spice Girls initially, but then it changed to Girls Allowed, where every time... Just moving a, with the times, I guess. Uh, yeah, progression. Yeah. Where every time a song came on, you have to drop your pants for the, for the duration of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I like the rule. Was it like the three rules? And, and to, to our American listeners, uh, that's pants. That's, uh, that's, trousers. That's, that's pants, underwear. Uh, no trousers. You, oh, right. You keep your underwear on. Really? Oh, what's this Americanization <laughs> what's of the English <laughs> language? What are you talking about? Um, sorry, sorry, Tim. My favorite, my favorite game is the is the three year old like the three year old toilet rule where you've got to have your your pants. Oh yeah, school, your ankles. <laughs> schoolboy weeing. Yeah, schoolboy <laughs> weeing. <laughs> it's weird when you do it in like the service M six services <laughs> <laughs> midday on a Wednesday. But you know, rules are rules, aren't they? <laughs> So, yeah, I'd be game on for the, the women's rugby revealing more about the game, the off-field antics and the, the sessions and all the rest of it that they have. Um, Phil, you quite, you've watched quite a bit of the actual rugby, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've watched as much as I can. I've, I've certainly tried to watch the highlights of, of every game. And there's, there's some genuinely really yeah, good stuff. It is. Like, like you said, Jay, I've, I remember seeing women's rugby probably at a lower standard a few years ago. And it was, yeah, it wasn't great to watch. But this is, this is like... Highly skillful, some genuine attacking potential, like some real pace on on some of the girls. So yeah, I'd look forward to some watching some of the women. Some of the women. Some of the women. Sorry, Just call them women. I, I, I got in trouble in work for referring to some of the administration staff as the girls. The girls. And then one of the administration staff picked up the phone and said, yeah, we'll just leave it with the girls in, girl, girls in reception. Unbelievable <laughs> hypocrisy when it comes to, you know. Everyday sexism uh, from you, Jay. Yeah. You should know better. I know. That's a worse Twitter account, by the way. Do 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 not follow follow those idiots. <laughs> we are uh... getting off kit. We're off topic. <laughs> let's get to stash. And I suppose we've got a, a correction to make because we got it wrong. Uh, yes, we, La- we, we we sort of made the. What did we get wrong? We made the statement that Leicester and Saracens were were keeping the same kit, and oh, the, and yeah. the reason we came to that assumption is because we hadn't heard anything of a new kit, and it's I think it's quite late in the day for kit to I be think announced. It is well. Don't you? Do you know what? Um, and this is a really strange thing, actually. But if you think about American sports, you always think it's very commercial, very kind of money-driven, and it is. But their kit rules are so much better than what, ours. With the white away kit, for no, everyone. you're not allowed to change your kit. You can only change your kit once every four years. Oh, really? Yeah. So someone like Green Bay has never changed their kit ever. Oh, you did mention this on a previous pod where the when it switched to Nike, they like specifically you, got them to use the exactly same the same material. fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the whole thing is the same, and I don't know why. I mean, I know why they're doing it for for commercial revenue, but I kind of like the idea that you have a traditional kit and that's what you wear. I, I think it's a really, really good, really, really good idea. And also, here's, here's another one for you. Do you know why there are no sponsors on uh, American, well, on NFL kits? Uh, no. Because they're all made by the same manufacturer. Nope. Well, they are. Well, they are, but, but that isn't the reason. Player endorsements. Correct. Pedder, our, <laughs> our, our temporary member, well played. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in the collective bargaining agreement that they don't have sponsorship on the shirts so the players can go and get their own endorsements. So, you don't, so you, you're not sponsored by Sony on your shirt, but you're a representative for Apple, say. Fact. Thank you very much, Tim. Very nice. Wow. So Leicester only got a new kit last year. 
I know. Yeah. They're getting a new kit. I feel really shortchanged because they're not cheap either. No. Well, you oh. haven't got one, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, I know, but if I was going to buy a kit last year, it would have been that new Leicester one. It's a beautiful kit. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful kit. We've got a problem, though. What? Uh, we've got a bit of a conflict of interests mm-hmm. made by Canterbury. Mm-hmm. Are we going to criticise the new Leicester kit or not? What Jay is alluding to there is that <sighs> our box, our box of stash. We have been sent a box of stash by Canterbury, which we're very glad. And if there's any bits we have spare, we will be giving them away. But we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, there's a few new, new kits, and I think we should just be honest and not be. We shouldn't be part. We shouldn't be uh, partisan. Well, just, just I, be... I, here's the, here's the thing, right? I think Canterbury are a victim of their own success. They made the kits too good last year. Mm. I do know what you mean. When I first saw this kit, I did think it wasn't as good as last year's. And I, I still think it's not as good as last year's. But I, Shorts are good. But that is Socks because last year's was like the pinnacle, the, mm. the best kit in the Golden Age of yeah. kits. Yeah. I, I do think this is a very nice kit. And it's, it is still quite traditional. It's the same it's racing green. It's got the thin white and red stripes. I, 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 li- I kind of like it. I liked last year's. It looks like someone's put spinning wheels on a Jaguar E-Type. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they've done the old no, kit was perfect and look what they've done there's a I whole like load of kits to talk about so Leicester you're not sold on I think it's alright it's a good kit it's, good we, kit. it's, it's a good as kit as it's just not as good not, not as good as last year's um, there is well where, where do we start there's so many let's go, let's, go, let's go over to Ireland you've got um, oh yes the new Leinster which is yeah. another Canterbury oh, one no thank you do you not like that the new Leinster, it's the, too busy. The Leinster... Oh, Leinster, sorry. European of, one. Of, of it looks like, right, I'm just going to turn the picture around. You know how when people take one half of one person and one half of another yeah. and put them together, <laughs> so like halfway down the body, it looks like someone's done that. Why with, have they done the that, Leicester players, look at that. It looks like it's two different pictures of Sean O'Brien. Who, yeah. by the way, is looking massive. Yeah. Look at so, the size of him. All natural. Look at... So on the picture that me, Peds and Jay are looking at, he stood next to Gordon Darcy, who's a guy in good shape, but he's like twice the size of Gordon Darcy. I'm looking at him next Huge. to Jimmy Gopeth. Who, by the way, Jimmy Gopeth looks like he's looking a big lad. Oh, yeah. that's all. But look, look, uh, look at the shape of Sean O'Brien there, right? Massive shoulders, huge arms. But look at that. Have you seen the weird? He doesn't have a V shape to his body. He's, he sort of pops back out at the hips again. Have a look. Have a look at that one. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yes. I think, yeah, we're on the same, same he's picture a beast. there. Just a beast. Yeah. Mismatched stripes just don't do it for me. Oh, no, I, I quite When you like just that. like a solid yellow stripe rather than the not quite aligned. Yeah, why? Why? It, it looks so... like it looks like a mistake. It looks like there's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do kind of know what you mean. Like if you just you Photoshop that picture in half and just move one half up an inch. Yeah, and it's why would they do that? I don't know. Rob Carney's a ridiculously good-looking fella, isn't he? <laughs> He's more He's handsome a... than Gordon Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an endorsement or not? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so that's Leinster. Um, Leinster. Staying in Ireland, Connacht. No, not for me. That's one I, I, I was I was talking about before. Their new BLK kit. Now um, that's a that's a sandwich from somewhere, is it? <laughs> I'm not not feeling it at all. It's, uh, it's a little bit too busy. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit too much going on. Well, they, I suppose they're trying to be noticed, aren't they? You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose they've been dwarfed by the other by the other three. They're is the junior there, region. It's got like the sort of. Spider-Man mesh on it. It's got the one white arm. It's got different lines. It's uh, yeah. I'm not feeling it. I suppose it'll look I good. Wouldn't wanna, you wouldn't want to wear that with a pair of jeans to a game, would you? No, no. You, no. Yeah, no. Not. It'll look nice in the uh, in the opening rounds of the Amling Cup or whatever it is now. Uh, right. Let's do. There's, there is another couple from Ireland. Munsters away kit. Ooh. Oh, is that the neon green? Like the high vis. Oh, oh, my eyes! <laughs> my eyes! <laughs> Don't show me that again. <laughs> like road worker chic, is that? Yeah. Are they all just going to go and operate heavy machinery? <laughs> well, maybe that's a comment on their pack. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Seriously heavy maybe. machinery up front. Maybe. And then Ulster have got um, a new away shirt to compliment their simple. Let me guess. Is it red or is it black? white shirt. Purple. Uh, I, I, I like... was not expecting that. Yeah, purple with blue and red. Um, that's okay. Uh, it's just okay. Not offensive, but not, not incredible. Hmm. Ospreys? Yeah, Ospreys' new kit got announced midweek. Now, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Because Ospreys have always had a busy kit. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just down to local tastes, kind of, you know, 
all the bling and stuff. They've gone for a gold kit. <laughs> well, is this just a North Wales knocking South Wales right well, here? You know, it, I don't know why they just don't go the whole hog and just have like a whole sleeve tattoo one that turn around, <laughs> have, like like long like long sleeve kits with tattoos <laughs> with all fake around tattoos them. on yeah, them. Yeah, maybe. I'll... <laughs> Extra room for your roided up muscles. They've, they've actually picked three three guys without Justin Tipperick, for example. No, there's no sleeve tattoos on that man. No, there's no. not. And Alan Wynne Jones. Alan Wynne Jones wears his shorts really high. <laughs> he, <laughs> look at that. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he does not look like a man who's 28 years old. Oh God, no. He is not wearing 28 very well at all. Okay, let's go back to the Premiership and to Bath. I love this kit. A picture of Big Gav. Yeah, yeah, I like this kit. Big Gav, Gav Henson, sponsored by Dyson this year. Hey, Dyson is based at Rombath. Yeah, Ma- Malmesbury in yeah. uh, Somerset, uh, and, in uh, Wiltshire. And B, now all the Bath fans know where to buy uh, domestic appliances for their house staff. <laughs> so that's pretty good, eh? Big Gav looks in good shape, doesn't he? does he? look in good shape. Apparently he has his shirts made extra tight. Does like, he? He has them <laughs> tailored even tighter so they fit around his tiny waist. Nice. Did, did you see who Bath sent to like the promotional pictures? Um, so there's five five bath players. Let's guess. So Batty, yeah, yeah Batty. Was, really, Batty was in there. I was joking. I thought that I was the last person I'd expect. Exactly. So you Banahan. So you you had Henson, who's like international media superstar. Uh, Francois Francois Lowe, Lowe yeah. Hooper, who's the club captain. George Ford, current England international, and like. Right fantastic start, player, yeah. and then Batty, who's the second choice hooker. I said that was a joke. really weird. As a joke. Oh uh, yeah. Well. Hmm. According to some people that we know in the media, the, the approach with Gavin Henson is they don't want him in the media at all. Oh, really? Yeah. But he, so he, he still... Well, does he still sell shirts? I'll, he still sells, sells newspapers, guys, I guess. Guys, guys, I've just found the picture that you're referring to, Phil. I think there's something we need to talk about with their shirt. They have all different messages on the different shirts in the picture. Ooh. George Ford's wearing one that says hot and cool. Dyson, hot and cool. Oh, really? Gavin Henson's wearing one that says Dyson, 110 RPM. Hooper's wearing Dyson Animal, Francois Lowe Dyson on a ball, and then Dyson oh, Dig- Digital Slim is being worn by Batty. Batty. What's going on? That oh, so so are they changing the message every? I don't know. Ball? Have they got fifteen different messages? Yeah, I don't know. Well, tell you what, it does kind of raise the question. I was talking to the kit lady in. Uh, where was it? Sale. Right? Obvi- obviously. Why? why? <laughs> well, of they, course. Of course. You know, but... is it, is it, was this on official Egg Chaser's business? No, you thought, no, I don't know what is... I need for the podcast. <laughs> the kit lady at a sale. Well, um, she was saying... Well, cause at the end of how, the year... No, hold on. How did you meet the... <laughs> how did you come was... to meet the because kit lady? I bought a sale top and then I got Tom Brady because I thought it was hilarious to have Brady on the back. So I, I got Brady... Uh, 14 on a sale ship is one of the old match shirts so what they do is they order the shirts in and they put on a player's name but they reuse the shirts over and over and over again to save costs what I'm alluding to here is Bath are going to have to if they're going to change their message every week they're going to have to have a whole new set of kits I've got an answer on what they're having on their shirts okay so the quick stepping wings and centres will be the Dyson 110 RPM Ooh. No. The decision maker, halfbacks and fullbacks, have Dyson hot and cool on them. The forwards, the ball poaching back rows, are the Dyson on, on a ball shirts. Oh, clever. The combative physical second rows will have Dyson animal on them. <laughs> and the heavy hitters in the front row will wear Dyson digital slim. Is that ironic? <laughs> I think it must be. <laughs> That's really wow. cool. And the away shirt is going to have Dyson on a ball. Yeah, that's Weird. cool. Okay, fine. I like it. Let's move on. Uh, Northampton Saints. Lovely. Yeah. So it's again, it's bird of sports, isn't it? Big improvement on last year's. Yeah, it's very like traditional classic. I love very the nice. stripes. Hoops. Sorry, hoops. Well done, Northampton Saints. Let's have a little game of just a rugby minute. Then it, this is me being referee, umpire, and uh, JB and Phil trying to talk for as long as they can about a given topic. They have no idea what's coming. I'm going to pick it. It's rugby based. This first one. Uh, JB, I'm going to start with you. Uh-huh. If you hesitate, repeat, or stumble, then I will pass on to Phil. Whoever's in control at the end of 60 seconds wins. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Bledisloe Cup. This is a competition played in the Southern Hemisphere between New Zealand and Australia. Been going for a number of years now, uh, with the All Blacks triumphing more often than not. Australia... <laughs> <laughs> Pass the Phil. 
Pass, to J- <laughs> pass back to JB. Uh, this year's squad for the Wallabies will include Israel Falau, who is a league convert and probably the seventh or eighth convert. Hes- hesitation, <laughs> Phil. This competition is played at least three times a year, if not more. Last year was played four times with three in the rugby championship and one outside, which was a game I think played in Hong Kong. They'll be doing something similar this year where they play the games within the rugby championship and then and then they're, they're play- hesitation hesitation JB <laughs> Blessed low cup <laughs> <laughs> JB wins this round of just a rugby minute <laughs> right should we get on with some stash then yes let's open it stash Right, we've got a box of stash. Let's let's, and this is the new season's team wear. Let's let's. Oh, oh is that a pair of scissors you got there, Jay? I just bought these with me. Come on, let's, <laughs> let's. Like, isn't it geeks on YouTube that do unboxing? I love yes, it, it is. Like the, the new iPad. Right, shall I just hack into this? Then? I'll tell you, we'll put it up on the table, Jay. Oh, like a like a kid at Christmas. I'm very excited. It's a, it's a big box. <laughs> no, don't worry. I quite, I quite like your misses. I won't make a terrible joke. <laughs> wow! Whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. Extra large, please. <laughs> Any so, medium, send oh, them my way, please. Awesome. Right. Okay. Okay. Keep away, Penner. This is not yours. So large. Take us through oh, the kit. Yes. This is awesome. <laughs> This could not be any more exciting. In fact, I'm wearing a Canterbury top as we speak. So I'll take off my existing Canterbury top and put on my new one very shortly. Okay. Oh, yes. Medium. These are awesome. Uh, where are my jogging pants, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of large here. Yeah, give, give, give me them. Sweatpants. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one JB in his pants. And now getting into his... Uh, sure that these are large? Jogging trousers. A little bit tight. <laughs> they look good. They're a good fit. They, they, they are tush. a good fit. Oh, my word. They have done us a solid here. Yes. Well, oh, okay. we, are, so, we, are a big fan, we are a big fan of short shorts, aren't we? Oh. I hope rugby never loses short shorts. Yeah. Oh. I, I just wear short shorts anyway. Yeah, not, just, not just about for training, just not just about the, the quads. gym. Right, so, so no, on, on a serious point, because this is, you know, some pe- a lot of people will have their team... Sponsored by Canterbury, and this may well have the badge and crest of their team on it. So it's worth just like doing a general review of the kit. Awesome. Good. Okay, that was a good review. Uh, let's, let's move on and get back. Buy to some. Stuff. Buy some now. Oh, I love these hoodies. Quick review on Canterbury. Awesome. And if anyone's worried that we could be bribed into doing stuff by giving a stash, you're 100 percent right. If you want us to send, say anything nice, just send, just send a stash. <laughs> send us whatever you want, and you know. Doesn't matter if it's made out of child labour or rare elephants, we, we will promote it. Such high quality, 100% cotton. I mean, the fact is, we, ca- we came here in Canterbury stuff anyway. <laughs> and I've just taken off my Canterbury t-shirt and put on a different Canterbury t-shirt, so, you know. Oh, man. As you might have gathered from the fact we've just spent a massive chunk of the podcast talking stash, um, we love stash. We have, and I think rugby players in general love stash. Yeah. I know, I know. You know, players can't talk about it, but the way that Quinns were talking about having Ad, uh, Adidas as their kit manufacturer, you knew they they were so excited. Yeah. Last week, and listen to last week's podcast if you missed it. But it's always like one of the most exciting days of the year. The day that the, the stash comes, everyone gets a box of stuff. Yeah. Now these are large, right? Now I, I'm large in terms of Marks and Spencers, but how large am I in terms of? People who make rugby stash. Am I just a, an extra large or a large? Yeah, or... either either we need to have one inch standard that goes across everything and every genre and every type of clothes and everything, or you need to have, like you say, in rugby terms, you're you're large in 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 Marks and Spencer compared to your, your, F- your like... you know you you someone's grandparents who might go in and get themselves uh, some beige <laughs> slacks and some comfortable pumps. Why would grandparents be buying beige slacks? It's kind of Marks thing, and Spencer's. kind of thing you wear, Jay. Like, uh, yeah, young, <laughs> young trendy men wear beige slacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, had, I had someone last night, to be fair. Uh, but, but in rugby terms, you're, you're not large. You're, you're, well, exactly. You're yeah. medium. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil, you're, you're wearing medium right now. There's no way in rugby terms. And you just... No, medium. I'm small in rugby terms. But if I go to... All Saints. If I to <laughs> Topman or Zara, I, sometimes I even, I'm an extra large in Topman, which is just ludicrous. Uh, you're, what? 
Yeah, yeah, genuinely. I've I've had like t-shirts and stuff in Topman that I can't get into a large, so I have to buy an extra large. Which is absolutely ridiculous. That's just keeping us fatties out, isn't it? <laughs> That's all it's doing. You're right. You, you make an interesting point because there are some shops which now I'm 14 and a half stone. I'm a, I'm a little maggot compared to how I was. What, what, by, what, by the way, I'm glad I'm not playing rugby anymore because I would just get... <laughs> I, I think the forwards would disown me if I turned up to pre-season training right now. Didn't Bruno, uh, a mate of ours who met you a few weeks ago, think you were a 10? Yeah, he, he, so we were at JB's wedding and he went... So you, you was playing rugby then, did you? What position? <laughs> Were you fly out? Were you fly out for what? You look like you look like a ten. Like, no, I played hooker. <laughs> I, I, and Pedder, you you were you are Pedder and JB both have pedigree in the front row. You I'd just be uh, ostracised, just be left to one side. Yeah, too but, skinny. But but yet in some shops, I I wouldn't be able to get into their clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's outrageous. Your arms, mate. <laughs> wow uh... wow wouldn't say that Tim <laughs> who are the worst at this Abercrombie they're the worst aren't they muscle fit yeah Abercrombie are bad top man the, the really ironically bad. named muscle fit yeah they have a, they have a, t- they have a clothing but my god called, the girls at work fit. there <laughs> <laughs> oh just wandering around sorry, spraying perfume on stuff <laughs> In the dark. Mm, in the dark. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they call it muscle fit, but you, uh, anyone with any muscles. Yeah. So my arms could get into Abercrombie, as, as Ped says. But <laughs> Maybe it's because you have to have like, muscu- muscular dystrophy, like, <laughs> like Stephen Hawkins, to, to get into it. <laughs> that must be it, actually. <laughs> just, just, that, that was too long to fit on the tag. It wasn't catchy enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dystrophy fits no it doesn't make no. no let's workshop this I don't know where we're going with this at all or what we're doing with that but by Canterbury it's yes. fantastic it is fantastic it is good and, uh, and it's nice to rekindle that feeling of Christmas because it's long long days since I was excited to run down and open my presents on a Christmas morning but that's how it felt just now yeah yeah very exciting beautiful beautiful stuff right we better go on with some actual rugby chat um, rather than just stash. And the rugby championship starts this weekend. Come in. Finally, we've actually got some uh, proper rugby because the sevens. I enjoy watching it. The women, the women's World Cup's been great, but there is nothing like the elite, the the greatest players on the planet going toe to toe, head to head, and that that will be happening this weekend for sure. This really is the greatest players on the planet. The, the, the top three teams by quite a long way. Top three. There's four teams in it. Yeah, the, yeah, top, three the teams, top three teams are. Uh, okay. and, in the, and then Argentina. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they do this year because they're yet to record a win in the rugby championship. They lost by one point in Brisbane against Australia last year. Australia but, are no pushovers this year. Yeah. Are they? They've improved drastically. Australia are a much, much stronger squad. Amazing. I, just in 12 months, they've turned it around. Yeah. Well, it certainly it feel, it feels that way. And with the players they're not going to have involved that would probably walk into any international team. Yeah. But James O'Connor and Craig, uh, Craig Cooper. Yeah. And if he gets back to form, Will Genya. Will Genya. Uh, ben Moen, will, I don't think, will be playing because he's off to Mon- Montpellier. No, he's seeing. Um, obviously, David Pocock is still recovering from Moden injury. is the eight. He plays for... Moen played for Brumbies. Who's the eight for um, Western Force? Benny McAlpine. Could, could well be. The Honey Badger's mate. Uh, one, one of the <laughs> best bits of commentary ever was when the um, Western Force that. were packing down and they said, well, what they could really do with here is a, is, um, uh, is a try. I was like, well, yes, obviously they, they, they would need a try. Well, and then the next one was, um, well, with this eight, they've certainly, certainly, certainly got the man to do it. The man to pick up from his own 22 off the back <laughs> of a scrum and run it underneath the sticks. Who is this man? <laughs> so obviously very highly rated by the commentary teams in Australia. Bledisloe Cup to kick things off in Australia. This mouth-watering. We're all going to obviously say that South Africa are going to probably do a job on Argentina. Probably comfortably win as well. Yeah. Uh, home or away? Uh, home, South Africa at home. South Africa at home first time. <sighs> and then a week later, it's the reverse fixtures. So Where do you think... They serve the better steak after the game. Oh, oh, that's a really tough question. It is a good question, isn't it? Have you have you eaten steak in Argentina? No, but I have in South Africa, and mm. I've been to Gaucho in Manchester, so I can't. Basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. Hmm. Do we know what what the teams are yet? For uh, they've not been announced. Not, not at the time of recording this. Uh, now Henry Spate can't play in the first one, can he? 
Uh, he pulled his hamstring a couple of weeks ago in the semi-final, didn't oh, he? So we're not likely to see him at all? Uh, we might see him towards the end. It's like, like Dan Carter will miss the first few games. He's, he's cracked a bone in his... his That's leg. incredible, that. How is did he manage co- that? That was kicking. That, that kicking. That kick. That kick. Kicking a ball. Yeah. He's, he's done, isn't he? Oh, I think he might be. I think he's done. So Henry Slade has been called up into the New Zealand squad for Dan Carter. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's a terrifying prospect, isn't it? Oh, New Zealand are going to be nice and, nice and warm throughout the, the, the rugby championship. And then they're going to be coming into uh, their first autumn international will be against USA. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. End of October. The end of USA rugby, I, I, <laughs> I, I imagine. For another 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, on that one, um, I'm absolutely devastated that I can't make it, but there is going to be an Egg Chasers trip to Chicago for Tri- New Zealand against... Traveling to USA. That's right. That's the plan at the moment. Chicago special. Uh, we're going to be um, broadcasting from an old department store, so it'll be in, it'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> acoustically. <laughs> A Kit Kat from the store. <laughs> Anyone who knows rugby songs, if, if <laughs> will understand that. If not, then ask someone who knows rugby songs. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to pick the player to watch? For each team, the the most important player from each team. Kick off with for Australia Hooper. What what you face when you face New Zealand is certain death if they get quick ball. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no one better that uh, executing and finishing and taking chances. When you when they have quick ball, they will just obliterate you. If if, if they can slow the ball down, that's that's if a they very just good get clean ball to those backs. Anything can happen. Or the Australian or the New Zealand backs. Oh, well, I, I think Australia have probably. Oh, hang on, no, because New Zealand have about thirteen. Fekitoa, Fekitoa, Ben Smith as well. Yeah, Ben Smith and this is going isn't it? Yeah, Surveyor on Falau. They've got like all like mirror images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if you go man for man, in fact, I tell you what, that's a really that's a really good shout. Let's let's do that. We don't know the two fifteens exactly, but let's pick. The best 15 from the two teams, Australia and New Zealand. Fullback. Fullback. Falau. Falau. Okay. Um, yes. Wings. Surveyor. Surveyor. And, and... Spate. Spate mm. probably won't be won't be playing. Um, there's there's talk of uh, Pat McCabe. Start, I love Pat McCabe. On the wing. I don't. I won't want him on the wing though. Could be Ad- 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 Adam, Adam Ashley Cooper. Adam Ashley well. Cooper. And, I, hmm. and you could have you could have Ben Smith on the wing for New Zealand oh, with Israel Dag. Uh, or it will be Curry Jane, Ben Smith, and uh, I mean, I, I'm a massive Pat McCabe fan because he's just basically made out of granite. And some of the some <laughs> of the smashes that, that, that they put in is completely different to all, all the other Australians. But I'm not sure I'd have him on the wing. Hmm. It, it's been there's been talk of it in the last week. So who are you saying the other wing? Ben Smith. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably he, Ben he's Smith. Got to get in, hasn't he? Fakatoa thirteen. Oh, are we t- is it is it too early? Is this not the real test for Fekito? Are we not just we're, based on a couple of good game or one good game against England at international I, level? A highlight reel, which is just incredible. Yeah, no, the, don't get me wrong. And we've said on the podcast a few months ago he's going to be a superstar and one of the best in the world. But let's, I just I just think we should be careful not to just hype him up too much because he, he's had one good game against England at international level. That's it. He, mm. he had an incredible game against the Sharks in the top yeah. 40 the Super agree. Rugby playoffs. But yeah, I'll throw him in. I, I, I want to see it. it it's, it'll be interesting to see whether he actually starts because Conrad Smith is an outstanding outside centre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not say, how, bad, how can is you, he? How can, you yeah. forget, how can you forget him? He's won it all, done it all. Yeah. Hmm, you make a good point. I don't know. Would you go Curtly Beal 12? Um, I think... Australia will probably use him as a utility back, depending on other people's so fitness. Like Joe, Joe Tamani's out, I think. Personally, Nonu, Nonu. Smith. Yeah, I probably would do. They've got no. such a such a long history of playing together if as well. To yeah, put, maybe. If, if you had to put your your life savings and your oh, I'd, I'd throw you'd it all go Conrad on... Smith all day, wouldn't you? No, I'd throw it all on like the <laughs> slippery fat like. He's gonna be think... incredible. He is already an amazing player, but. And I'd have and I've Fakato at thirteen and Curtly Beale at twelve, just because it'd be such a joy to watch. It would be exciting, wouldn't it? It's so cool. Who'd be your ten? Bernard Foley. Yeah, 
Probably. Well, no, I, I, not my turn. I'd, I'd, I'd throw in Quade Cooper. I mean, I know that's not going to happen, but that's what I'd like to see. Bernard Foley's... I think, for, the, I think Foley of the two. Oh, the he's form, played his way into it, right? Form 10 in the world at the yeah. moment. He's, he's superb yeah, in say. the closing He lacks a bit of range with his kicking, though, doesn't he? Because he's always played second fiddle, it's easy to look at Aaron Cruden and kind of not rate him, but he is, I think he's grown into a really, really good 10. Yes. And the other thing is what yes. you might want to note about Bernard Foley is... A lot is made of him playing 10 with, I never said it before, Curtly Beal at 12. Yeah, because so, Curtly Beal takes a pressure. Stop going on about <laughs> Curtly Beal. He's so good. Get a room, you two. Jeez, Jay. I would not want a room with Curtly Beal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mind you, you wouldn't see him until five in the morning, so it might be all right. Give him a good night's sleep <laughs> yeah. by the time he gets back. Yeah, I, I actually think both these teams are fairly weak at, weak at scrum half. Uh, Aaron Smith is Aaron a, Smith is I, yeah. good. do you think he's better than is it Nick White Nick White yeah. I, um, I think Nick, Nick White is the better option of the two I don't think Aaron Smith is particularly great no I, I, I do I like Aaron Smith I think he's, he's, he's got what 30 caps to his name now and Genia is he is he going to be in the mix not in his current form no he's not in the squad currently is he not nope. not even in the squad wow no. so that's it's, our it's uh, Burgess Phipps and White so our back line is Aaron Smith at 9 Foley at 10 what do we go with? Nonu and Smith in the centre? I'd say Nonu and Smith. Jay right. would have the exciting Beal uh, and Fed. And, yeah. and then a hat trick of Smiths, Ben Smith on one wing, Julian Severe on the other, Israel Falau. So for Australia, you've got the 15 and the 10, and it's all New Zealand other than that. 15 and 10 are important positions on a field, though. So Indeed, they are. Uh, but that, that does show the, the strength, perhaps, of New Zealand in the back line. So forwards, then, props. Mm. I, I mean, Franks. Owen Franks at tight head, surely. Yeah. yeah, Franks and, Franks, Tony, Tony, and uh, Tony Woodcock at Lucet. Yeah, Woodcock's injured. He's having ah. surgery, and Stephen Moore, who might be a, a shoe in at hooker again, is injured. Is he captain Stephen Moore? Uh, I think he was. He was captain, he? Yeah, he was. It'll be Michael Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, is it is Coles? Is Dane Coles now starting regularly? There's Man Ray as well. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He, he he probably will be. So who, so will will Ben Franks slot back in on uh, the loose head? Unless it's or Wyatt, Wyatt, Crockett. Wyatt Crockett. Let's <laughs> jump into the second row then. Brody Ritalik and Sam Whitelock. Do they both get in or do? I think so. Does, Unless Skelton gets in. He's had one cap at this point. He is good. James Horwell, Will he get in the team? Or will it be Rob Simmons? Rob Simmons. It's, you're probably going to end up with Ritalik and when Whitelock. And Whitelock. Yeah, Whitelock's outstanding. Uh, back row, Reed. Reed, number eight. Thank you. With, with, with a notable mention for Wycliffe Parlu because he is an excellent player. Um, and then on the flanks, would you Hooper? have Hooper ahead of McCaw? Yes. I, I think or would you squeeze McCaw in at six? I still. I, I would. I probably, would go Richie McCaw in the in the team and Hooper as well. I'd probably have Hooper and Liam Messon. Yeah, Messon, Messon at six. Mm. Who's captained the Chiefs to the, the previous two Super Rugby titles and had a lot of of New Zealand caps in the process. Right. So, again, it's a New Zealand-dominated pack. Six out of the eight forwards we've picked are, are New, New Zealanders, Zealand. and five of the seven backs are New Zealanders. That's interesting. So only four Australian players have made our combined 15. It's interesting, because so, I think Australia are going to win. So the, the first game is in Australia. They've got the yeah. home advantage. Their, half their team will be on the back of beating half the New Zealand team two yeah. weeks ago in the, the final of the... the uh, Super rugby. What more? What more do you need uh, if you're one of those Canterbury players coming off just going two weeks time? Yeah, three, three weeks time. Three weeks. But I, I think what we've shown, although we pick more New Zealanders, there was n- very few positions where it was like an absolute clear cut New Zealand win. It was everything yeah. was Especially debated very closely. The last, the Waratahs Crusaders game was won in the last minute with a, a kick, and it could have easily been a Crusaders win. Yeah. So. I think what we're saying is it's going to be very, very close. I'm not sure. I think there's going to... I'm going to say Australia win by over two scores. Wow. That's that's, that's no. just my gut feeling. I think I, I'm, I'm going to do exactly what I did when we were predicting the Super, Super Rugby final and I, I think a, a narrow New Zealand win. Yeah. I, I'm going to say a narrow victory for Australia to beat New Zealand <laughs> for the first time in, what, it's probably 17, 18... Uh, yeah, test, it's a test long, long time. Currently unbeaten. Very yeah. narrow victory for Australia. I'm going for Australia as well. But I might even put some money on it. Wow. Ooh. Well, but not not with Paddy Power. <laughs> no, because they they are they are tweet thieves. That's right. <laughs> they stole. 
There we go. Well, hopefully rug- rugby is the winner, to use a corny phrase. Uh, and that is the rugby championship. Yeah, we're not really talking about Argentina, South Africa quite so much. Because we expect a comfortable South African win. When are those matches, by the way, actually? I need to get I need to get my TV viewing sorted. This coming Saturday, 11.05 is, yes, is Australia, New rugby. Zealand. And South Africa, Argentina is f- uh, five past four. I love morning oh, rugby. Oh, that's, that's a very... Um, reasonable time to watch a game of rugby bearing in mind it's in Australia the, yeah 11, 5 past 11 is, is a good time we can nice. do like we did the last few weeks get yeah. up have a nice bacon butty pot of coffee on the go exactly oh, yes. I, was, I was at the cricket actually and um, I was working at the England India cricket match and I was so grateful and I said I'd say thank you to them because they listen to the podcast but they're Paul and Rory the engineers who bring along with them a George Foreman grill everywhere. Do they really? Because they hate spending £7 on a burger. <laughs> so you just, you just remind me. So I was, I was going to the Tesco's near Old Trafford and uh, I'm buying some premium burgers to uh, whack on the George Foreman grill. And I, <laughs> Good I, lads. I had a chat with Adam Hollyoak um, while I was there. So it sounds like a terrible name drop. I need to get the name drop clag out. There you go. I met Adam Hollyoak, had a chat to him. And he was telling me about rooming with Darren Goff. And he, <laughs> he told one brilliant story, which I'll... He said that... He was rooming with Darren Goff on an England tour in Zimbabwe and he was flicking through the TV channels and, and one thing came up on the on the channel saying, disable adult movies. <laughs> Darren Goff turned to Adam Hollyoak and went, I'll tell you what, that's disgraceful. What's wrong with normal porn? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, it means you just turn off adult <laughs> movies. <laughs> and he said another story as well. Uh, Darren Goff turned up. Darren Goff didn't realise that Zimbabwe was a, was a landlocked country. Turned up to the airport with a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I know. Oh, it was good. It was good. That, that was good sport as well, actually, I have to say. The cricket was uh, top-notch. It's nice when England win, isn't it? Brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, uh, right, just a rugby minute. Let's, let's have a little round of just a rugby minute then on the podcast. Uh, this is me adjudicating Phil and JB trying to flex their rugby muscle and their brain and their knowledge to uh, try and talk for as long as they can on a given topic. Phil, the, first, the one for you is Women's World Cup, go. So this year's competition is taking place in France at the moment. So far we've had two rounds of games. Um, England played... Hesitation, <laughs> JB. R- Women's Rugby World Cup is most noted for the backslapping right on this of following... A female-based sport which has a superior male counterpart. Uh, BBC website is dedicated primarily only to that form of the game at at the moment, which I find most irritating. Um, The standards in said competition have risen dramatically over the past ten years or so. Hesitation, Phil! (laughs) Uh, England started off their competition against Samoa who they beat quite comfortably. They then played Spain women's rugby team and again beat them by 50 or 60 points. The game of the tournament was Ireland versus New Zealand. Where I- God damn! Yes, Phil, yes. it's a win for you. Do you know how the rugby world, Women's Rugby World Cup, do you know when it started? Anyone? Two weeks ago? <laughs> no, no. It was 1990. Yeah, they said New Zealand have yeah. been unbeaten for 20 years. Is that exactly. right? That's what I was going to say. 20, 20 years of New Zealand victories. They've won it four times. Which is pretty impressive, that. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many teams are involved in the Women's Rugby World Cup? 12. Well done, Phil. Bloody hell. Including Kazakhstan. I was going, oh, yeah, I was fam- going to say, can you name the 12 teams? Oh, so I bet you can. Well, try and name the 12 teams that are involved. Uh, England, Ireland, Wales, France, Kazakhstan, Spain, South Africa... New Zealand, Samoa, Australia. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of other ones. US, USA. Oh, yeah, Canada are in it as well. That was the one. Did, did Saudi Arabia field a women's team this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, still not done it. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Okay, then next up on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. And you can always get in touch with us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And we've been asking you to get in touch as for a very very important reason as the start of the new season gets ever closer by the start of it Phil is going to have a team to support so yeah, when are you actually going to pick a team Phil uh, probably the weekend the week before so wow. seven days before the final so the last week in August are you going to know in your own mind who, you, who you're going to pick well at the moment I don't know I, obviously I've got a few through to boot room but will you buy buy their shirts right 
before the podcast, and then you can unveil it by taking off your taking off your hoodie. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> That's we'll put, a brilliant idea. And we'll put up a vine. I'll see if logistically that will work, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. All right, I love it, I love it. So Phil has played man and boy for Sedgley Park, who, what league are they in now? Uh, It's National 2 North. They're in National 2 North, but you played with them from about that level through to the championship, throughout your career, and mini rugby and Colts and all the rest of it. Uh, Phil, therefore, has never supported a team. He's never known the joy of following one team, and so he's going to experience that, and the podcast is going to experience that and share that with Phil we just need a team for Phil to support. And that's where you come in by telling us why it should be your club, telling us all the things that make your club great. It's rich history. It's fantastic feel, um, feeling that you get in the clubhouse, the good atmosphere, the brilliant players you've got. Whatever it is that makes your club special and at, what, at whatever level that club operates, then um, tell us why it should be the one that you follow as well. Because the reward is you get an extra follower in Phil who will be buying the shirt, and becoming to games, but also it's a shortcut to getting loads more chat on the podcast about your team. So uh, get in touch at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And Phil, like the littlest hobo, is going to try and find a new home. Who have we got this week, JB? This week we've got London Scottish. Right. So, firstly, this email does in no way mean London Scottish condones or, or partakes in any form of bubbling. <laughs> so, uh, big downside there, Phil. Started on the on, on the wrong foot, in my opinion. It, yeah, in your opinion. Okay. London Scottish Football Club was initially set up in 1878 by three Scottish blokes and has since then enjoyed a rich rugby history. The club has endured difficult circumstances in recent times, and in 1999 they went into administration and promptly relegated nine divisions <laughs> by the w, by the RFU. Yeah. They then, however, were swiftly promoted seven uh, seven divisions in ten seasons. While while Scottish don't enjoy playing in prestigious competitions like the Heineken Cup, oh, he's made a, ta- a, a, a typing error here. Uh, prestigious competitions like Heineken Cup and Pro Twelve. You can't mean Pro Twelve, surely. Anyway, um, <laughs> criticizing his typing though. It was a joke. Yeah, it, it was right, a joke. Get out! Get out! <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't pick up on it because I was. Uh, so it was a jo- the joke was the joke is, is Pro Twelve isn't pre- isn't prestigious, Tim. Right? Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm with you, I'm with we, you all, we all, we all, we all, we all in. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> Cheers. Um, they have a huge amount else to offer uh, for the discerning rugby fan. Okay, so playing at Richmond Athletic Ground in the Championship last year, they finished a credible a credible fifth place, missing out narrowly on the playoff spots. Having made a number of new signings this season, they have an extremely good chance of returning to the top flight for the first time since 1999. Key players include back row Mark Bright. Yes, uh, used to play for Redruth. Oh, good, good uh, knowledge. Well done. Yeah, played against him at Redruth. He was recently returned from playing with England Sevens at the Commonwealth Games. And the gas man, Miles Mantella on the wing. Can I just say, when I was a teacher, I used to coach, um, I, in the sick form first team, I used to coach two of the guys in their squad. Uh, Chevy Pennycook, who no, you mentioned he's him their before. O- is their open side flanker, brother of Redford Pennycook, who's back at Newcastle, and James Phillips, who was at Exeter, hmm. uh, big lad number eight. So hmm. just that was it. I just so I, I, it'd be nice to hook up with those two lads. I used to coach. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, apart from rich heritage and quality, free flowing rugby, basically <laughs> they play in Richmond, and uh, drunk blokes <laughs> shout Prundy. What does that mean? Prundy, P U N D I E. Pundy! Yeah, apparently, Pundy! That's, apparently that's to do with driving malls. So every time Pundy. they have a driving mall, they shout that. Pundy! Uh, oh, and the bagpiper will play Happy Birthday to you. Oh, wow. that's, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's... Right, bagpipes, OK, because we've seen a lot of it through the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow and stuff, right? But I only found this out. Bagpipes are now, in modern days, being used as a musical instrument to make lovely melodies and songs. Do you know what bagpipes were invented for? Mm. Was it something to do with Pakistan? Um, <laughs> uh, maybe. I think, I think that's where they're from. I think they're from Pakistan. What, what, what were you going to say, Tim? I was, your... I was, <laughs> no, bagpipes were used as a war weapon to make a noise so horrible to make <laughs> the opponents that you're about to battle really intimidated and scared. And, now, and now they're used as a and used now, to make music with. Well, are they used now to accompany huge pyrotechnics displays before Scotland lose tragically again? <laughs> I thought that was the whole point of them. Uh, oh, something, something else here. Uh, they once let a group build a 10-foot totem pole out of beer jugs. You wouldn't be allowed to do this in the stoop. 
That is factually correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. There's some ex-players and stuff, but that's pretty much London, uh, uh, London Scottish. OK. Thank you very much, London Scottish, oh, for getting in touch. Oh, that comes from Harry Mills. Cheers, Harry. A compelling, a compelling case, and it would be an interesting one to drop down to the Championship. That's a league you know very well, Phil. Yes. And uh, and like we say, it would, no one could accuse you of being a, a glory hunter by... Um, by joining the, the London I, Scottish, if ranks. I were to accept London Scottish, then no one could accuse me of being a glory hunter. Uh, no. If uh, have you got any Scottish heritage in your family at all? Uh, yes. There's a slight ginger tinge in your beard. Yeah. Uh, some Irish and, and some Scottish and Welsh and English and all <laughs> all over the place. Celtic heritage. Well, there we go. Nice one, London Scottish. Is there another one, Jay? Uh, there might be someone somewhere on in in, well, in here. Sorry, who invited Let's... Jimmy Savile to the podcast? Then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very Let, good. Let's let's do let's do London Scottish first. Let's let's see if they're going to go through to boot. Oh, of course. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you've heard the case for London Scottish, Phil. Where is your head at? Well, the idea of going down, spending a lovely sunny afternoon in Richmond, <laughs> yes, on the beers, mm. watching mm. some rugby, good, is very very appealing. I bet we get some great access yeah. to players and we'd probably be we'd probably be like they'd roll out the the tartan carpet for us. <laughs> well you you would hope so. They would It's do. kind of a big deal. Now I've just got on their website and they've also got a player, a prop called Lovejoy Chawatama. Player. Which is an incredible name. I know of him, he's massive. And I do like a club with a lot of history. Mm. However, there's a few things I'm a bit concerned about. Firstly, bubbling. What happens if Scotland get their independence? Are we going to kick them back? Kick them back up? I don't know because there is a London Nigeria as well, and as far as I'm concerned, they're, <laughs> they're not, pretty independent. They're aren't not they? part of the UK. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> um, more of a problem for me is their history of financial in- instability. <laughs> No. <laughs> the menu is simply resting in the accounts. <laughs> F- Phil's love of spreadsheets and facts and figures and numbers and is coming rules. back. Multiple to the rules. rules. Yeah. Yeah. They were cheating. There, someone wasn't following good accountancy practice at some <laughs> stage in their history. Oh no! What does this mean, Phil? And so, but I, they are now. Oh, you can't punish them for something that happened so many years ago. Accountancy is important to Phil. It's very important, Tim. <laughs> And given that we've already got a club in Richmond who have made it through to the boot room, I'm going to say no thank you oh, to oh, London wow. Scottish. I didn't see that coming. Come Deary me. It's a dagger to the heart, isn't it? Well, that will be them down another seven divisions now. <laughs> Done. And a, a Mori poll that we're just getting through has said that that decision has had a, a, a five-point swing in favour of Scottish independence right I, now. <laughs> I hope they go. I hope they go. So miserable. And then they can go and eat deep-fried bo- Mars bars all they want. And they can pay for it with all the oil money until it runs out. Would you make Welsh, Wales independent? Would I? Hell, they, they, they would sink within minutes. It's not like we've got oil. What, what, do, what do the Welsh people actually do who stay in Wales? Very little. They whinge about English people. <laughs> wow. Is that, have we got another contender for boot room? I do have one more. Go on. Um, but I'm going to give it to you to read, Tim. Okay. And you'll understand why now. Here you go. Is it Newbury? No, it's not. Okay. The The message here, it's come from Kingston, bro. And it says, how about supporting a London club? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the one that won the premiership recently, says Kingston, bro. No, not the two that have made premiership and Heineken Cup finals. That's right. I'm talking about 2012 Premiership Rugby 7 Series champions, London Irish. Wow. Hmm. Tell me more, Tim. Oh, a bit of dropkick Murphys as I talk about this. London Irish! <laughs> but I hear you object. I'm not from London and I'm not Irish. Well, we Phil's already just said he's got a little he bit lives of Irish in, London. in him. And he, and he kind of lives in London through the week, so... Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, neither are we. But if you can't find a great, great, great granny that was from Ireland, it certainly helps. Uh, we play our games at the Medeski Stadium, which is a great stadium, but unfortunately a football one. Uh, but unless it's the St. Patrick's Day, you can pick your own seat and watch some good attacking rugby. <laughs> 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 but make sure you learn the route to Brentford. But don't worry, you'll have a few years to do this. Oh, they're moving. I, I didn't... Oh. oh, they're going to Brentford. Ooh. That could be an exciting development for them. It... Uh, we always try to play attacking rugby and strongly believe in using our academy. Some examples of academy players. I mean, we've talked about this well, on the podcast before. Does he strongly believe in we? using their academy? Does he mean our only option is to use our academy? No, <laughs> I, 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 we've talked at length about the number and quality of players. And, and, and again, the, um, Kingston Bro here has just 
listed off a few players that have come through London Irish in recent years. Topsy Ojo, Nick Kennedy, the Armitage family, Jamie Gibson, Jonathan Joseph, Adam Thompson, David Pace, Shane Geraghty, Alex Corbiziero, and there's more. Uh, you can watch some young players bad, before they move on to Bath, Leicester or Northampton to win <laughs> things. <laughs> and you even see their coaches learn to learn the trade before Bath take them. <laughs> but more importantly, at the heart of London Irish are the fans. As you can tell from this pitch, we like to have fun and enjoy rugby with a smile. An ethos shared by this podcast. Quite right, Kingston, bro. So come down to Reading, have a pint of the black stuff, don the green, enjoy some attacking rugby and join the Irish family. Oh, and we also have Jeb Sinclair, who needs to join Banter Squadron, surely. Here, here. Yeah, good uh, point. And there's a certain Nick Rouse, but I'll leave your co-host to explain that one. <laughs> Phil's just pulled up some of their pillars. They've got some handsome second rows. <laughs> one in particular. Great. Good breeding, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> it has been mentioned before that I have more than a passing resemblance to one of the London <laughs> Irish second rows. Really? Are you older or younger, Tim? I can't work it out. I take that as a, as a wonderful, wonderful compliment. I look at least 10 years younger, but then I haven't been battered in the Premiership. Uh, so, London Irish, what are you, uh, what are you thinking, Phil? We've, we've, had a, we've, had a, we've had a case put forward there for, yeah. for London Irish. Yes. It's not a fashionable club. Where's the clubhouse? Is it, I, when you say the clubhouse, is well, it Well, kind of in, in the stadium. In the, in the stadium. Is that a good place to drink? Yeah, the players come out and they're very social and everything. There's that. You can't get away from the fact it's a football stadium, and can you, and you yeah. lose you lose a little something. Well, there. football fans just can't be trusted to drink, can they? They're such such morons. They've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> but I mean, Phil, you said you know you like you like trying to buy low, sell high. London Irish have just had a new consortium with a bit of money taking them over. They've they're investing heavily once again in their academy, and um, yeah. But the flip side, they've underachieved perhaps or haven't achieved much in recent years but could that be changing also what 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 would you do if you supported them and then mr else moves you'd have to you'd have to i mean tim wouldn't be so in uh so into them you might uh you, you might have well to no actually do you know what the my my hometown club is newbury and uh, a lot of people in newbury it's only 20 minutes up the road to reading so they a lot of them go and watch london irish so you know it'd be, it'd be nice to bob back to newbury i it, it's it's a team that i have a lot of affinity for personally but that's not my decision because this is this is down to Phil, and you can go one way or you can go the other. Yes, indeed I can. Now, I do like the fact that they try and play attacking rugby, mm-hmm. even though perhaps they're lacking some of the firepower to do so properly this year. They've not got Marlon Yard and James O'Connor in God, the backs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Top Jojo's not getting any younger. He's not. Um, and I do I like the fact that they've got a strong academy, and like we've named them a few times, players that. Are playing in the top 14 in the Premiership. There's so many players who have come through the London Irish Academy, so that's really good. But I am a bit of a glory hunter. I don't think they've got much chance of winning any silverware next year. Maybe, maybe an LV Cup victory if they, uh, if their academy boys can do something. Yep. And their kit last year was one of my favourites, which I know it Jay... It was awful. Which I know Jay it's hates. It's awful. But that ISC was good, and I don't particularly like their kit this year. I, li- I, I like it better now I've seen it in the sevens than I did just in the picture. The only way you'd, you'd like, the, like the old kit is, it, is if when you first saw it, you were hanging out you know, in Victoria's Secret, being pleasured by three of their uh, models. <laughs> That's the only way you'd like it. So, given the fact that St. Patrick's Day game is always a good event... And that would be quite tempting to go down and have a few beers, London Irish, and the same. Is it worth supporting a team just for one, for one weekend? Well, I think for me, it is worth putting them through to boot room. <gasps> oh wow! I did not see that coming. Congratulations, wow. London Irish. London Scottish will be spitting <laughs> chunks at the Irish <laughs> compatriots have been put through. If they get themselves into the Premiership, then uh, I might consider them. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's uh, controversy raining on the podcast in the fan-free agency. You've not got long left to get your pitch in, but get your pitch in. Well done to London Irish. Commiserations, London Scottish. Both fine, upstanding clubs. Only one can be the team that Phil chooses. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.